Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another FAQ installment. As I've talked before, we've got these uh, frequently asked question episodes kind of, you know, scattered throughout all of our other episodes, addressing a couple of questions that we always tend to get. And hopefully this will help investors. Hopefully you can listen to these and and get a little bit more information about our markets and, and about the turnkey process as a whole. So one of our biggest questions or frequently asked questions is, you know, hey, is Alabama a landlord friendly state? And and this is it's a great question. And a lot of investors are really feeling that right now. Now I'm recording this in the summer of 2022. And so we're um, less than a year outside of the eviction moratorium. And just to give you a difference between the eviction moratorium. Now, this was the federal eviction moratorium that required all states not to evict if the tenant had been negatively affected by COVID. And and this may, you know, all of the pressure and the pain was felt by the investors who own the rental properties and the property management companies, because, right, you know, our property management company, Atlas Rental Property, we make money off the property management fee. So if that tenant is not paying rent, we are not making money off that particular property. So it, it hurt. And just to give you a difference and that a lot of the states one, enacted it prior to the federal mandate, and two, still have some in place. And Alabama was very quick to put regulations in effect to limit those taking advantage. And so what I mean by that, and I'll get a little bit more in detail outside of the effects of COVID, but I, I think that this really drives home the point in that Birmingham, the the most populated uh, city in the state is in Jefferson County. And about two days after the federal eviction moratorium took place, Jefferson County released a list of all items that had to be provided, had to be certified and provided if you were filing under this protection. And so basically what this means in other states, it was a free for all. It was like, hey, if a tenant is not paying rent, you cannot evict them. And that's how it was in the vast majority of uh, Western states. And it, it, it definitely hurt a lot of in, investors in those particular areas. And what Jefferson County and Alabama then followed suit, made you do was say, OK, yes, I have been. You had to sign a statement said, yes, I've been negatively affected by COVID. No, I cannot pay my rent. And here is all of the proof. And they would require you to submit bank statements and, um, you know, unemployment records and attempts to find jobs. And this is just this was just a precaution, right, to, to help those investors that were feeling the negative effects about having somebody live rent free in your property. And, and so this is this the extra steps that Jefferson County and the state of Alabama did to help those investors and to make sure that it wasn't fully taken advantage of. 
So Alabama and Tennessee, I'm going to talk a, a little bit about both and that we do, we are in the Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's our newest market. We've only been in there for about a year, but we have several markets in Alabama. So I'm going to spend the majority of the time talking about their um, Alabama's regulations because we're in Montgomery, Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, and Huntsville. In Alabama, if a tenant is not paying their rent, you can file for eviction the day after rent's due. So rent is due the first and it's late after the fifth. So on the sixth, Technically, you can post that eviction notice and you have to give a seven day written notice to pay or move out. Now, this is seven business days um, and that's actually been recently changed. It changed in 2019. Prior to it was just seven days included the weekends, but now it is seven business days to pay or move out. And that is served. We don't at Atlas Rental Property, we don't necessarily do that. We don't post the eviction notices because a lot of tenants, they always pay on the 5th or I'm, I'm sorry, they pay on the 15th and they pay their late notice and the tenant, you know, and the investor gets a higher return because they're cash flowing a little bit more because that tenant paid late. So we don't want to de- necessarily deter that. And we don't want to evict a tenant that just because they don't pay necessarily on the 5th, as long as they're paying they're ran in a, in a timely manner, then hey, we, we want to keep that, that tenant in place. But after the seven days, that's when our, the process starts. And right now we track our average eviction day and we are at 66 days. Now, taking at other uh, markets, Nevada, California, Colorado, their average eviction right now is at seven and a half months. And that is just, that's insane to think, go almost a year without receiving any kind of rent and it takes that long to, to evict. So that is just a really big indication on the differences between the landlord and tenant friendly states. Now, Tennessee, um, you have to, you have to give a 14 day notice. There are some counties in the state of Tennessee that require you to give a 30 day notice, but majority of the counties uh, only require a 14 day notice prior to the eviction process starting. And yes, I mean, they're, they are very landlord friendly and their eviction process right now. We we've only had a couple of evictions and I only like to speak to our portfolio because I know those as true hard facts, but, uh, We've only had a couple and, you know, we're right at, I think it was like 72 days to evict that particular tenant. So, you know, that's that's not terrible. It's not as great as Alabama. And I know that that only requiring that seven days, that seven day notice is very beneficial. If you want to learn any more about the landlord friendly versus tenant friendly, uh, going back and forth. We've had several investors that have felt this, like I said, and they're participating in 1031 exchanges and they're selling a lot of their Western properties, buying in the Southeast. Majority of Southeast states are very landlord friendly. Every state is going to have a residential landlord tenant act that is going to break down kind of the, the rules and regulations that you should be able to find online if you are interested in a, a particular state and hey what what are the landlord rules what are the tenant rules for that particular market another frequently asked question that that we get 
All right. Hey, what what does the application process look or how do you become a tenant in one of our properties? And most of the time, unfortunately, this question comes once a prop once a property is going through an eviction. Usually we get that, well, why why wasn't the tenant properly screened? And so just to let you know what our requirements are and that hey, if they meet these requirements because of fair housing, we have to accept them. But we require a 550 or better credit score. Uh, you can't have a, a active bankruptcy, no evictions in the past year, any previous debt, like if you did get evicted in prior years, like, you know, seven years ago, that debt has to be paid in full. We require an employment verification, a current landlord verification. There's um, no federal, uh, no federal prison record or criminal record for the last seven years and then no violent felon no violent felonies or violent misdemeanors we also require that their income be three times the monthly rent uh, we do look at gross numbers in that regard as opposed to net but we are also our application team they're looking uh, they're they're looking at any kind of outstanding debt what they have uh, what they have to pay and taking all of that into consideration but basically if they fit that criteria, we are legally required to accept them. Our application requirements are a little bit stricter than the majority of other single family property management companies in our market. Um, and, and we prefer it that way. We want to make sure that we're pricing the properties correctly and getting the best tenants in there. And I'll talk, um, we'll spend a frequently asked question episode or maybe even just a full-blown episode on all the nitty-gritty details on what goes into our eviction process because that's a pretty common question as well. It's like, hey, what does that eviction process look like? What, you know, give me the days. How long does it take to do X? Um, and so we'll, we'll spend some time on, on that. But for the most part, I mean, our eviction rate, we've averaged prior to COVID and the eviction moratorium, we've we average less than one percent. So, even even if you're if you're that investor and you have one property and your property is in that one percent, you feel it. And I understand. I understand being frustrated with that. It's happened to me several times. But the majority, it's it's the exception. It's not the rule. So those are that's the application process and and how you become a how we screen tenants and approve them for our properties. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our frequently asked questions our FAQ episode and I will see you next time that's on the house thank you guys for listening today if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate review and subscribe if you want to learn more check us out online at spartaninvest.com until next time this is on the house with spartan <laughs>